Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Bee, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Welcome to the Real Life Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Howerchuk, and today I have the one, the only, Heidi B, who is also known as Joy. <laughs> and, and welcome to the show, Heidi. Hey, Cheryl. I'm so excited to be here today. Truly, truly, just like the biggest blessing to see your face. I know our, your listeners can't see your face, but I can. And to be here with you. So excited. I know this is cool. This is cool. I remember. Um, so many of the, the women that have been on the show are women that have, I've come across them, met them, our paths have crossed because of the certification program or pause or breath work, or I coach them in some way or all the things. And I just remember this excitement, this energy that I just totally, totally loved. And it's interesting to me because I'm, I'm way older than you and we live different lives. You're in California, I'm in Canada and all the things. And yet we have this like kindred kind of connection. And I know that it's, it's our energy. Yeah. It's our it's, energy. It's absolutely, it's absolutely energy. I felt it the day that I talked to you for the very first time. And when I jumped on the call with you, I remember you just being like, Hey, something, something. I was running these errands. And it was like, we just immediately jumped into whatever life was doing and handing to us, which is kind of what we're doing now. It's like, Hey, this is life. Life is whatever it is, whatever it throws at you every day. And we just go after life with the energy that we desire our life to feel like yeah. and that's where I feel like I have the connection with you yeah and I think that um so there's there's introverts in this world and there are extroverts in this world and you and I are way over on that spectrum of extroverts and I feel like that's also what just makes our friendship and our connection just so easy, right? Like, it's just like we, we thrive off the energy. We are smart. You know, it's interesting though, because as much as we're extroverts, that doesn't mean that we don't feel, right? So we're extroverts. We're energetic. We are alive. We are free. We are open. We, I don't know, I was called loud, boisterous and all the things in school and growing up, right? Probably. Yeah. But I don't, I think that we also need to rejuvenate and replenish and protect our energy. So what is it, Heidi, in, in this world that you live in? Um, let, let's just go you as a woman first, and then we can dive into like coaching and, and all that kind of stuff and just how, how that goes. But you as a woman living in California, how do you protect your energy and how do you rejuvenate and feel to honor who you are on the inside? This is such a great question, Cheryl, because seriously, I always thought that everybody had this type of energy. I, I thought it was normal until I realized that I kind of have double the dose that uh, average human has. <laughs> And I can't help it. And for a long time, I really suppressed that energy because somebody started calling me fake 
because they couldn't see that the possibility of that kind of energetics could be available to them in their world. So I started to kind of shove it down, shove it down, shove it down. And now I realize it's just innately me. It's how I feel. I have that amount of energy in my body. And so now I just use it in ways that really uh, support my being on the daily. So it's interesting that we're talking about that because it's all about owning yourself and where you're at. But how I protect my energy daily is, is not something that was ever part of me before. This actually came from not really realizing that energy was an issue. I used to think it was an abundance. It was just like, I have it all the time. It's all available to me. And then there came a point in, in time without deep diving deep into my own personal story. I just hit rock bottom in my life. And it was like joy and energetics were ripped out of my body, out of my being, out of my soul. And so what used to come really easy for me was no longer even available. It just felt like I'm just so sad. I'm just so frustrated. I'm just so not feeling like myself that it's escaped me. And so when I realized that I got sick and tired of being sick and tired of my sob story and my victim mentality, and I started to get help for it, my coach, my mentor, our coach, our mentor said, energy is everything. Energy is everything. The way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. So when I heard her say that, it was like, okay, that means that I get to choose what my energy is going to be today. Just because I thought someone robbed me of my energy and it was sucked out, sucked the life out of me, doesn't mean I can't get it back. So the way that I bounced back was I started making a conscious decision to wake up feeling like today was worth celebrating. So I still wake up in the morning telling myself, what are you going to celebrate today? And I know, I think you say something like, what do you want to feel like today? What's the energy you want to be in today? Use one word to describe how you're feeling. But I ask myself, I open my eyelids, I take three gratitude breaths, and then I say, what are we going to celebrate today? And it just brings up all of the emotions. It's like Christmas morning of like, what are we going to be excited about today? What kind of energy are we going to live in today? The other thing that quite frankly, you taught me most recently was in order to protect all that energy that I'm giving out on a daily basis, I have to make sure that I'm, I'm giving myself as much as I am giving others. So uh, just like you said, we are kind of extrovert. So are very, I'm very empathic. I don't know if you're very empathic, oh, but totally. yeah. feel, 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 feel all the high highs, all the low lows and everything in between. So I got really good at taking on the energy of other people and because because I love connecting with people. So in order to not take on the emotions of other people, I just re realized that I, it was available for me to hold space for people, to take a deep breath and just meet them where they're at and listen and hold space inside my body without allowing the energy to just be completely exhausted out of me. Because what I used to do is I used to hear people's stories and when they were mad, I would just jump into their story with them. I'd just be like, yeah, that sucks. You should feel that way. Instead of just allowing them to feel their emotions while I was feeling my emotions. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. That's so valid. And I think that, you know, it, it's interesting to me because being an extrovert, and an empath and wanting to, you know, having that desire to make a difference and just knowing and having the confidence of our own energy. It really is, it, it can shift and change everything. It can create days and months and weeks of celebration and a really elevated life, or it can really draw you down, right? Yeah. 
And, and that's so, that's so, so true, right? You think it, like empathy, being an extrovert, you know, how you end up using that energy and how you embody that is so, so important. When you think about your story and what brought you here today, because I mean, a big thing about why I, what, why do I care about a podcast? Why do I share my story and my struggle with food and body as a, as a mom and how my real focus over the last year was moms. And now I really want to be able to, to create that safe place for moms. And what I'm realizing as I pivot yet again, and I just like get super clear is that I believe that there are many women that are waiting to live the life that they desire. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The I actually, you didn't know this, but before our podcast, I was taking a shower this morning as most women do. <laughs> and three things, four things came to my mind. And I thought we were going to talk about something completely different. And then we jumped on and it was like, whatever comes up, comes up. This is what came up for me in the shower was four P's. The four P's that actually shifted me from this vibration of low, low, not loving my life, not feeling good about where I was at, feeling like the world wasn't going to allow me to feel joy again. These four things literally shifted and changed me into where I am now. Being able to accept my body, love my body for where it's at, also reclaim my joy after divorce and after heartache and heartbreak. So these four things, and I love what you just said. It was like the universe dropped us in together today on purpose because it did. The first one is permission. The first P is permission. So permission to try something new, to be in a new energy, permission to start before you're ready. Start before you're ready. Like that is so valuable. Start before you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be like, there is gifts in starting before we are ready. 100%. Because you're never going to be ready. You're going to find right? like, reasons why you shouldn't, why you shouldn't move forward. Which is really the power of the, like where I'm really shifting. It's like, and being like, you know, Joe, I joke in, in just every old woman that I coach that, you know, I'm going to be 47 and I'm old. And yeah, so there's like that sass and that, that, that frustration, but it's like the time is now. It's like we get to not wait for the right time. Like here's the permission to live the life that you desire, 100%. I was waiting for permission for somebody to say like, you're allowed to feel happy again. You're allowed to feel happy again. You're allowed to not like your body. I was, I was waiting for somebody to tell me, you're allowed to not like your body. That's okay. And I heard it for the first time in our certification program when Samantha said, you know, you can hate your body as long as you accept that you hate your body. Yeah. Because we can't change what we don't accept. So once we can accept where we're at, then we can move through it. And even acceptance, I just did an IGTV on this this week and I did a workshop on this is even before acceptance is honesty. We have to be honest about what we feel. We have to even know, cause like other, like, so like whether or not it's food, body, marriage, being a mom, whatever it is, being in, in whatever situation, being in financial like debt or whatever it is, you need to accept it. You need to be honest about it. You need to put it into your face. Like last night's call, right? Last night's call, someone's like, oh, so we were talking about wealth consciousness, beautiful conversation, right? And then someone said, hey, but does that mean that I need to look at the numbers? 100% we need to look at the numbers. It is not about the numbers and it's everything about the numbers because it's you stepping into your honesty and your truth so that you can accept, so that you can shift, change, and transform into what you want and the permission that you are allowed to do so. Thank you for putting the honesty first because if I can be really vulnerable with you guys right now, it, I didn't realize that I was responsible for my divorce. And so last year, and I've been, I've been divorced for over four years now, but last year when I decided to step into this transformation process, process and be honest with myself, I uncovered that piece of me that the reason 
one of the reasons why I found myself in that situation was because I never loved myself the way that I was. I never accepted myself the way that I was. I hated my body the way that it was. And so all of that and all of my own self-loathing is what drove me into that situation. I wasn't showing up to my marriage as the woman that I wanted to be. He was giving me his part, but I wasn't giving myself what I needed. I was just trying to find it from him. So it's so interesting because I say all the time, all my listeners here, you've heard it enough from me as I mentored you for the last year. It's like, are you showing up as the woman that you want to be in the life you want to create? Did you show up as the woman that you wanted to be in the wife that you wanted to be in the marriage that you had the desire to create? And it's like, when we get to be, oh my God, honest, then it's like, oh, now I can accept where did I get to? And this is the beautiful thing. You get to have permission. Then he's like, okay, I get to grow here. If I... What's holding me back? What is the resistance? How do I get to step into? If I'm actually struggling financially, or in fact, I actually am not happy in my marriage, if I need to grow, if I don't love my body, if I want to grow as a mom, it's like we get to be honest. These are the things that I get to be honest about. And then oh. permission to feel. Okay, what's your second P? Yeah, you can't love yourself in a lie is the reality. You know, mm -hmm. you can't love yourself in a lie. You've got to be honest. The second P is parenting. This one's really interesting because I'm not a mom. I have a lot of nurturing, loving, like I've always tried to fulfill that part of me. I've never really had the desire to be a mom. I really, really haven't. I still don't. And I've accepted that that's okay. Even though my mom really, really wants me to be a mom and my sister really, really wants me to be a mom. I don't really want to be a mom, but I love nurturing and I love parenting. So what I've realized is I fulfill that in other ways of my life right? So I fulfill that through our uh, mentoring women, coaching women, serving as an anti-role. But beyond that, the most important thing that I took away in my own healing was parenting myself. Mm. I, after I gave myself permission, I started reparenting myself. I started giving myself the things that I needed for support because my mom was over in Michigan and I was 33 years old at the time, 33 years old, I think. Yeah, do the math, 33 years old at the time. And, and I was like, you know what? I don't, I, at the time, I didn't even want her support in my healing process. I wanted to do it on my own. My ego wanted to do it on my own, right? But I knew that I had to serve myself first because I'd been looking outside myself for a really long time to fulfill those needs. So giving myself really the time to prioritize myself, figure out what I liked when I was sad. How could I nurture that part of me when I was angry? How could I be there and hold space for myself and let those emotions out? How could I really reparent myself? And I know that we talk, talk a lot about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's interesting because I think that we have a, a really strong understanding now of the idea of reparenting ourselves and parenting. Yes. I have lots of moms that are listening, listeners. And I know when I first opened up the conversation of inner child and, and parenting myself, it's like, I got my own kids to parent and that's not, I, I don't really understand that. And it doesn't, yeah. really think it was foreign to me until I realized that every single day that I experienced as a three-year-old, a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 12-year-old, and a 15-year-old, and an 18-year-old, and a 22-year-old, and every single year and every single decade created the woman who I am today. Yes. So if in those moments, it's like, okay, so if in fact, when I was eight or when I was 15, if I desired something more that I didn't experience, not because of any fault of anybody else, but that was the experience, how do I acknowledge that part of me? And how do I, and when, what? When I, this, like comments, I'm sure, I'd love for you to kind of think in your head for me one comment one woman you have such a pretty face if only you could lose the weight one comment, 
right after my best friend was killed in a car accident and it was a mom of her her Jackie's mom's friend not even a woman that was in my in my circle in my life one comment shifted everything for me now I had I had struggled there was worth and value connected to my body when I was in grade five my first diet so it was but by the time I was 16 and someone's saying that to my face like right and so it's like but it, it does matter and I think that's the piece it's like the reparenting isn't woo and therapeutic and out there it's like What's the connection and what, what has driven us to believe that there is truth and there is value or worth in our shape and our size? Right. right? We were just talking before the call today. I said, here I am, you know, in my mid forties, um, wearing a onesie and have so much gray hair that I need to use like the, the spray color to, to make it not look <laughs> bad. And my kids are like, are you wearing a onesie today? And I'm like, I am wearing a onesie and a jean jacket and at some point I said to them, right? Oh my gosh, you know what? Like one day, you, you know, you're going to have a woman or a girl in your world that's going to say, Hey, do I look cute in this? Or what do I look like? And I'm like, I actually don't want you to a lie hundred percent first B you can tell the truth or you can actually leave that out and say, Hey, how do you feel when you wear that? Because yes. if that was the message that I, that's how I, it's like, I, I don't actually know how I look in this. Do I look cute or not? I feel playful. I feel energetic. I feel younger. And it's so comfy because it's a onesie, right? You know what? Oh, I love this. Is, this is like perfect because this is also the way that we reparent ourselves, right? So yeah. when I would wake up and find myself not in a relationship, thought that I was completely alone, thought that like, how am I ever going to be loved again? Who am I ever going to find? I had to start to use just that, that exact thing of, okay, when I look in the mirror at myself today, how do you want to feel in that Heidi? How do you want to feel in that dress? Mm -hmm. How do you want to feel going to the store by yourself? How do you want to feel doing this? How do you want to feel showing up to work? How do you want to feel like in every single moment we get to ask ourselves, how do I want to feel? Don't wait to be asked by your friends, by your parents, by your significant others. Parent yourself and ask yourself how you want to feel. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. What's your third P? Uh, the third P is probably my favorite one right now. I thought permission was, but permission is the one that I loved when I was feeling really, really wounded and I didn't have permission. I didn't give myself permission. But the third P is presence. The power of living in the now, because there were so many times when I was feeling down and dirty and not worthy that I was living in the past and the past creates pain or trying to fast forward to the future. Who am I going to be with next? What's my career going to look like next? How am I, I going to find the things next? How am I going to pay for the next thing on my own? And the, past, the future creates anxiety and stress. So when I learned the art of bringing myself back into the present moment, just seeing the things around me, smelling the smells, feeling the feels, all of it, having all the taste, slowing down and being in the now, it was, is one of the most healing modalities that you will ever have in your life. Yeah. How do you, how do you create that presence? What, what, what's your, what's your, what's your top two hacks? How do you, how, how, how do you, in, sorry, this is me messy action. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the peas and here we are like rocking it. Um, what, what's your, what's your, what are your two things? So you kind of, you, you reference senses, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. see, what do you smell? Um, what other, what, what other things, what other two, uh, like tools, takeaways, hacks that you have? 
it's literally slowing down. And what I've been doing for the past couple of months, especially is making a practice of, and I start really, really small, really, really small, three breaths a day, a day. I mean, now I'm doing multiple times a day. But when I feel myself thinking fast forward, feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed, feeling anxiety, I just say, stop. We're taking three breaths and it's in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose. I actually do it a lot on my IG stories right now where I say, hey, breathe with me. So if I'm feeling it really, really heavy, I, I kind of feel like the rest of the world needs that breather too. So I press IG and I literally say, let's breathe together. And one, two, three, and invite people and the energy of that to just slow me down and ground me. So it really is breath. And then after the breath, it's taking in the other senses. So the second thing, I know this is three things actually, but so the first thing is the senses. The second thing is breath. And the third thing is I created a thing called joy spotting. Hashtag joy spotting. Ooh, I like it. I like it. And I literally go out and look for evidence in this world of where joy exists. So I go for a walk and it can be a five minute walk, five minutes. Just, I live in a apartment complex. Just get in the elevator, take the ride down, walk out the front door, do a spin around, come back up and look for joy. And I always find it. It could be a flower. It could be a dog. And you would not believe the things that I have seen just taking time to joy spot and and witness, be a witness to the things around that are so abundant. This is why I love you. I just do. And you know, I, I, I feel like there's so many similarities between us. I really like, like that whole, uh -huh. like, right. Like, yeah, like there's just so much commonality. Um, but just the ability and that desire to to joy spot. And I mean, and breath work, my God, we could talk like a whole hour about breath work because breath work is just everything to me. Um, and, and just, you're right, being present and um, really open to what, what the possibilities are. Okay, what's number four for you? Okay, this is the biggie. I'm sure you could almost guess what it is. Well, it's funny. Okay, I just want to say something before. Okay, so I, as we're talking, one in, okay, in my shower, I'm not sure if this is like staying rated, G, not getting x-rated, but yeah. in my shower, there was one, it was like, the like as I was like kind of getting ready, it's like, oh God, you know what it is? It's like, this is my P word. And I didn't, we didn't talk about this, but it's like, there's a word for me that I realize that I have been missing in other areas of my life that I have been searching for, not in my past and in my struggle. So I can't wait. So what's your, what's your four? What's your four? Oh my gosh, this is like Oh my God. I know. Okay, you say yours and then I'll say mine. It's like we're teenagers. Like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. What is it? Okay, so my fourth P is patience. Oh, no, it's not. We're different. Oh, sweet. We're going to give so many. Okay, cool. That means we have five Ps. Oh, yeah. Okay. Patience because I was so hard on myself. I wanted to fast forward everything. Again, it's that you're finally present, but you still just want it to happen now. Yeah. You're not in the now, but you want whatever you desire in the future to just happen right now. Mm -hmm. So I learned the art of knowing that anything is available to me. It is available, but I just have to slow down, stay present, stay present, but surrender the timeline and be really gentle with myself. I find myself, and I know you feel this too, because we're both like, we both get feisty and we both get, you're, you're a sassy. I get a little feisty, you get a little sassy and super passionate. 
Like we're yeah. just like all in, just like almost shouting at you. Cause we're just like, I want it. I want it. I want it. And I want you like, you want to strangle people. Like I want you to know this. Right. And when I feel that energy within my soul, I just have to remind myself to just be gentle. Sometimes I'm like, be gentle, Heidi, be nice to her. Be kind. Wow. You're being really aggressive with yourself. So be patient and surrender the timeline. That's patience. Ah, oh, God, this is so good. Oh my God. Like listeners, aren't you like freaking the hockey out right now? Like this is such good hockey stick stuff. This is such good stuff. So, okay. So, so my P word, my P word, I actually wrote down another one. Like you said it, I mean, a, a um, passion that you, that wasn't it. Right. But I feel like that my two kind of go together. So mine was pleasure. Oh, so good. Right. And so I think about pleasure in the sense of when I am hustling, when I am focused without passion, when my focus and my desire is not based on making a difference and or making a connection with my children or that we are creating like fun and love or wearing a onesie. If I'm just wearing workout wear because I know I'm going to have a workout later or my intention for working out is to uh, not gain or lose, right? When it's like, where's the pleasure in my world? If I'm cooking and I'm not using cilantro and a squeeze of lime because I don't have the time, I'm just going to have a taco with the meat and the corn tortilla and a dollop of sour cream or Greek yogurt without taking the time to sit down and have the pleasurable, like it's pleasure in my life that I lack, that then I look for the comfort and the pleasure and the excitement in food or in other parts of my life. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Uh, and I, you know what? This was perfect timing because I think it comes after you've learned patience. Yeah. You're patient, you're kind with yourself, and then you allow yourself to give yourself the time to create those pleasurable moments within what you're already doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny, like I, I'm going for more massages now because I'm, um, you know, it, it's so funny. So Sam, who um, I, I do so much work at, at Hungry for Happiness and, uh, and you do too as a mentor for like, she said, like self-care is really important. So every month for all the, the full-time gals, that's what we get. We get to do energy work. We get to do massages. We get to do something. And so I've been going for massages and like, yeah, that's pleasure. And yeah, that, but it's like, but what I've realized, it gets to be pleasure from here versus always pleasure from outside. Like, how do I honor? How do I know what I'm gifting the world? How do I believe what I am? It's like my husband said to me this morning, I'm like, damn, you're starting to sound like me. He's like, no, I'm just speaking your language. I've been saying this for 15 years. And I'm like, oh. So I said something about, I'm starting to believe. Um, I said, we're talking about the onesie and He's like, I think that you look great in that onesie. So maybe you should look in the mirror next time because we were talking mirror work this week and whatever I live in my work world, he hears about, right? And he says, why don't you look at the mirror next time and say, oh, look at me. I've still got it and I'm hot. Why not that for mirror work? And I was like, what? Look at that. And I said, look at you. I've actually been saying this to you for 15 years. And, but it's like that. But, you know, we talked about this too. It's like, we only can believe, we only can receive what we believe to be true ourselves. We only can receive what we believe to be true ourselves. So it does not matter if my husband thinks that I am the most beautiful, most wonderful, and have the most amazing body, and I am the best gift to the world. 
or the best coach. It doesn't matter if you or Sam or any of the other women that I coach think that I'm the best. If I feel like I'm an imposter and I feel like I can't give enough and I am not enough, it's going to impact how I show up. Right. So that's where I feel like the pleasure really has is like, how do I get to bring pleasure to my day? So what I think, you know, it's interesting because what I love about coaching and what I love about podcasts is every single time I get off a podcast, I am so elevated. We talked about that earlier. It's like, those are some of the times that I take those 17 minutes and do things that scare me because I'm so in my element. And I think about, you know, really taking hold of what I want to create and where do we get to grow and every growth. It's like every podcast, I get to just push that needle forward. So if I think about where is pleasure, like where do I get to really infuse more pleasure in my life, more patience in my life, right? Where do I get, because when we coach so much of the things that land for us are the things that we really needed to hear. Yes. Yes. And I feel like it's, it's almost become so difficult for people to tap into the pleasure piece because we think that it's taking away from something else. There's some, there's a certain guilt around pleasure. Like that's why it's called the guilty pleasure, right? What is guilty pleasure? It's become like a naughty term. Like what's your guilty pleasure? You should feel guilt. You should feel guilt around pleasure. We've been taught to learn that when really pleasure is simply elevating your Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's what I was going to say. Right? So it's like, if we took my desire for so much pleasure in the world, if we had more pleasure in our, in our world, how would we show up differently? And if we started our day with more celebration, where do I get to celebrate and where do I get to have more pleasure in my world? What, 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 energy shift would that have as a mom? Like, and, and I think that's the thing. Like, it doesn't like, so yeah, we're coaches and yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're building and we're doing and we're creating, we want to make an impact on the world, but it doesn't matter what you do as a profession. It doesn't matter if you work in the corporate world or you work for government or you're a social worker, or if you're a teacher or you work for a website development, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter because yeah. that's all external anyway. Yeah. Right. But it's about if we celebrated more and we experienced more pleasure without guilt that we just did, that we actually you know, it's pleasurable for me to snuggle on the couch with my six-year-old and not and not have to feel guilty that I'm not doing something else. Right. That should be getting done. Right. So so powerful. Tell me about tell me about the growth that you've had in the business that you want to build. Like, who do you who do you want to make a difference? Like, what's your desired? outcome. I want you to tell me about the woman that you want to, to impact. Oh man. I have been thinking a lot about this lately. In fact, it's where I I thought we were going to talk about, uh, this on this podcast. And then I thought, nope, we're not talking about that at all. But since it's coming full circle, we'll just go there. So I started to have a bunch of women reach out to me and I was wondering why I'm like, why are they reaching out to me? What do we even have in common? Because a lot of the women reaching out to me were single moms. Mm. Well, this is really interesting. And I think it's because I've been talking a lot about my heartache, my heartbreak, and my own quote unquote single status, right? And we have a lot of this, a lot of our similarities are feeling like we don't have safety, feeling like we don't have comfort, feeling like we need relief, feeling like we need connection again, feeling like where's the love going to come from, feeling like we need validation and significance. And I realized that a lot of the single moms were struggling with the exact same things. And they had a lot of the same food and body issues that I had going through my divorce because um, I either wanted to restrict food and not eat at all because I was feeling so sad and depressed, 
right? Going through loss. Yeah. And, or I just wanted to eat my emotions and binge it out. So they hear me sharing so authentically the pain piece of it, of, of that, of it. And then it's just coming full circle. So really I've, I've tried to start to become much more authentic in the stories that I'm sharing. I was trying to not talk to divorced women at all. I was trying to avoid it quite honestly, because it caused me a lot of pain in my life. But what I realized is I healed that piece of me and I have the ability now to help the women who were in the spot that I was before. I'm not going back there. I'm healed now. It's safe now to be in this space. And now through all these things, I mean, we just talked about six or seven different P's, right? Yeah. Through all of these P's and another P is purpose through, through finding my own purpose and reclaiming joy after my divorce these women are hearing these messages and yeah. that's what's funneling through. I couldn't just show up and continue talking about how I was over exercising and, you know, being on the next diet, all that stuff is good. And it contributed to my situation. But the reality was I was living in loss. I was living in loss and living in lack and hating myself and hating my body, not accepting myself. And so those stories are the ones that are hitting home with people and they're reaching out to figure out, wait, but that's not actually how you show up every day, Heidi. Like what we see now is you showing up in joy and happiness. Like how do you, how did you go from laying on the floor, crying, you're bawling your eyes out, feeling like shit to where you're at now? I want to do that. I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to show up for myself. I want to learn how to reparent myself. I want to learn how to be present. I want to learn how to have patience. How are you doing that? Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's like, right? Like I think learning to live in loss to learning to live in love. Yes. Right? So beautiful. So it you know what you know what I, I asked you about what's your resulting outcome? Because when we get caught up in that, it's like it's so clear, right? Like it's it's like me doing the live event in, in California in April, like 10 moms, right? We think about moms, 10 moms doing a live event. I don't know, I didn't know the how. I didn't know when. I didn't know all I knew is I had a I had a I had a dream, I had a vision. It was like this is what I wanted. And May 15th, 16th, 17th, we're doing it. San Diego, right? Live moms, there we are, we're gonna do it. And it's so powerful just being able to create that safe place so that women know that they're not alone. So whether or not you're a mom or not, you're not a mom. And yet that's who's, that's who's being drawn because there's a commonality. It takes a village to live in this world. It takes, we are all starving for connection, mom or not. We all want to. So the women that are honest, that they hate shit, don't like shit, want to shift and change shit. Ooh, yeah, I guess I'm not allowed to say that. It's my show. <laughs> um, is that if we say that, it's like, oh, then we get to shift, change, and transform. So talking about going full circle yet again, that's how we started. We talked about honesty, right? So how do women, how do women, like what are your what are your offerings? How do women reach you? How do they connect with you? What's what's your what's your shift? Well, first of all, thank you so much for calling me out on who do you want to serve and what do you want to do? Because that's one piece of it. And the other thing that just hit home when you were talking about the mom's live event is really deciding what you're going to do now and then moving forward. And that works in all facets of our life, right? So yeah, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do group coaching. That's all great. But what I feel most lit up about is the thing that's actually not happening just yet. So this is going to, at this 
moment is inspiring me to take action, choose the place, choose the location and move forward with it because I wrote it down. It's on my website. You can sign up for the, the waiting list right now. And I want to create what I call epic event, epic retreats where women can come together and be vulnerable and be lit up again about their lives. And I call it epic because it stands for energy. So we're going to work all things energy. Like we just jammed on today. Why yeah. energy is so important, how to get into it. And when you're taken away from kind of your daily life and dropped into a scenario where that's all you focus on all day, so much transformation. So energy, presence, like we talked about, intention. What is your intention for your life? Where do you want to go? How do you want to show up? How do you want to be? And then connection. My favorite thing, and I know yours is too in the world, is connection with other women. It doesn't matter who she is, where she's been through in her life story. We're all so much similar. So just speaking this truth out loud, thank you for this opportunity, is being able to invite women to my epic retreats. So this is what I say to all women that I coach, including yourself and any other woman that has a dream and a vision, is that you have to be careful about what you tell me because I am going to expect it from you, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, so, so it's funny because I just did, and I did um, uh, the IGTV yesterday, it was all about sharing. When we share something, it gets us into the frequency, into the energy of, and it gets our body excited. It's like, there's no fears and doubts in this world right now. Do we, do we believe I, do I believe 200 women in San Diego in this moment? hundred percent. Do you see the women in your epic retreats in California? hundred percent. So do we, do we have fear? Yeah, absolutely. Is do we have doubts? Absolutely. So it doesn't matter if you're in corporate or whatever you are, you're heartbroken, you're, you're struggling and you look in the mirror and you do not love your body and you feel that there are doubts and fears and resistance all over. But if you know, and you have a desire that you actually want to start now and love yourself, love the body that you're in and create the life that you want, that is energy, which is going to happen. So I would love for you to be able to actually, let's do this. Let's do this in the moment. I want you to shut your eyes. This is like total, this is total messy action, man. Shut your eyes, my love. I'm going to shut my eyes too. So I guess technically yours could be open because I can't see. Let's take five continual conscious breaths. We're going to go super slow, inhaling in through the nose, fill up through the mouth, inhale through the nose. Exhale out through the mouth. Three more, Heidi. And I want you, Heidi, when you are done, we have two more. I want you to tell me what month. What month is your epic retreat going to be? Exhale. With intention, we are using breath to be able to create this space to create and to feel. Last one here. Exhale. Okay. So you tell me what month. What month, what, what year is this going to happen? It is this year in June. Woo! Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Okay, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. June 2020. Okay, can I just say something? Do you want to know, do you want to know what my birthday is? What? June 20th. June 20, 2020? Well, well, that wasn't when I was born, but June 20th is my birthday. So I'm just saying, that's kind of funny that I say June 2020 and like June 20th is my birthday. Anyway, that's, that's, oh my. that's a total aside. Check out the calendar. Um, yeah, so excited. Yeah, so I think I believe this is the exciting thing for me. So if I go back 100% full circle, I, if you are a coach, beautiful. If you're inspired by Heidi, great, fantastic. If you want to work with Heidi, if you're divorced, if you're heartbroken, if you love my passion, then you know, come to the live event, all of those things. What I want most from you, Heidi, who I adore so much, and from any woman that's listening and any woman that I coach or mentor 
is to live in the now, to not worry about something, but just take action. And it can be messy, it can be uncertain, and we are gonna fail and we are gonna fall down and we are only gonna learn. And the lessons that we get to teach other women, oh my God, I'm getting teary, the lessons that we get to teach other women is mm -hmm. so beautiful, <sighs> so beautiful. Oh my goodness, okay. Um, I seriously could talk to you forever and all day and, and a bag of chips. Um, the other thing I didn't ask you, which I always ask, um, I've kind of alluded to what do you want now and what, what's holding you off. So I know that I didn't ask you, are you a jean jacket or a leather jacket girl? Ooh, oh my gosh. I love this question. I wore a jean jacket the other, or I wore a leather jacket the other day, but it didn't feel like me. <laughs> oh, do you have a jean jacket? I don't have a jean jacket, but I want one so bad. Oh, okay. Well, the next time I see you, um, then we'll go jean jacket shopping. Um, okay. I was with Tanya, Tanya Sanders, uh, uh, Dreamboat podcast, and uh, she asked me that question. I thought it was a beautiful one because I'm very clearly a jean jacket girl. I do not own a leather jacket, and I have like 17 jean jackets. Not really 17, but many different colors. But 20 yeah. my year to get a leather jacket. I feel like I have the sass. I believe I deserve. You definitely I, have I'll take you and you can get a leather jacket and then you take me and get the jean jacket and then we'll have completed the collection because we get to be all different parts of us. Oh my god, this is so beautiful. This is, oh my gosh, I can't have favorite episodes, but this is one of mine. Um, thank you so much for being here. This has been beautiful. If you're inspired um, as much as I am, go follow, go follow uh, Heidi. Everything's in the show notes. Um, share with a friend, share with a divorced, heartbroken woman. Um, share with a mom about the live event. Women, we are so in this together. This is it. This is a start. I adore you guys. And bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon!